Please join me in prayer. Lord, we seek you in your word as though we are searching for water in a dry land and a weary land. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, may this word today be rich to us. May it be a rich feast satisfying the soul. And then with our mouths, Lord, may we praise you loudly. And with our lives, Lord, may we bless you. For you are our help and our hope. Amen. We have another responsive reading. And it's from Psalm 63. And, and you'll notice that this morning's service rolls back and in and out of this psalm. It rolls in and out of our readings this morning. Your part, of course, is the part that is highlighted and underlined. O oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My, my soul, soul thirsts for you. you. My, my whole body longs for you in this, in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will, I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. Because you are my helper, I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. One of the things in this psalm, Drew and I didn't get a chance to talk before, is it says, I meditate you, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. And, and I do this because you're my helper. I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. That, that encompassment we have by God. And I cling to you, your strong right hand holds me securely. Can you imagine? One of the questions I asked the children there was, what is heaven like? The question I ask myself often is, what'll happen when I get there? Have you ever wondered that? You have all these questions. And, and, and it really does make me wonder. Can you imagine that day when you stand before the almighty God what is it you will do? Will you dance? Will you fall to your knees? Will you sing hallelujah? What will you do? Maybe you won't be able to do anything at all. What is heaven like? What is the throne room like? How do we find ourselves there? And when we're there, what will we be like? Our next reading continues in Luke. And it talks about exactly that. Jesus has just healed a woman on the Sabbath that has been bent over and crippled her whole life. 
And, and he's had an argument with the Pharisees, and they said, it's the Sabbath, you can't heal. And, and he said, well, why not? And the why not leads into this reading from Luke. Then Jesus said, what is the kingdom of God like? How can I illustrate it? It is like a tiny mustard seed that a man planted in a garden. It grows and becomes a tree, and the birds make nests in its branches. He also asked, what else is the kingdom of God like? It is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Thank you. This morning's message is called, A Little Goes a Long Way. And, and really, I, I'm sure you've all heard sermons on this particular passage. The passage of the mustard seed, the tiniest seed in the garden growing to be the biggest tree. And about a little bit of yeast into 50 pounds of flour and it goes through and leavens it all. There's more to the story than that. And sometimes we have to stop and think. This week I got a chance to go back and spend some time in my lake house drinking coffee in the morning. And um, in, in southwestern Ontario, there's no snow. It's gone. <laughs> and, and not quite warm enough to sit on the, on the, uh, on the patio, but almost. But the sun was coming in the window, and in our front yard we have this great big tree, great big maple tree. And we happen to be fortunate enough to be on a migratory route. So all the birds come by our house they, as they come north. And so we're on that migration route, and we've already had uh, Oreos, the, the, the uh, Blue Jays are back, the Cardinals are back. The only thing that hasn't returned yet is the, is the tiny little uh, hummingbirds, which I truly love. The eagles are back, the hawks are back. It's really quite an amazing sight from our front window as you sit there. And as I sat there and drank my coffee, I looked at the tree. And it doesn't have any leaves on yet, but it's just beginning to bud. And the birds are all in there. The thing I noticed was it's not all one type of bird. It's all the birds. And, and I thought, well, that's, that's really cool. Until, of course, I saw the grackles and the crows. Now, if you know anything about grackles and crows, they're not really, they don't play well with others. <laughs> but they're in the tree as well. The tiny little birds are, are in the tree, the, the larger birds, everybody is in the tree, gauging whether that tree will be a good place to make a nest. All of them, including the grackles and the crows. And I thought, Okay, if that's what the kingdom of heaven is like, what does that mean to me? What does that mean for me? And, and, I, and I thought, well, if I look at a mustard seed, anybody know anything about mustard seeds? It, it, I, I spent some time looking it up. They'll take over your entire garden. Yeah, you, you have to care for them like crazy if you want them just to stay small and, and just become a bush, never mind a tree. 
you have to spend a lot of time nurturing that particular bush. They will invade your entire garden and take over everything. And, and you won't be able to grow anything else. I thought, wow. So we're offered a tree that invites everybody that needs extensive care. Hmm. So if it invites everybody, that means it invites people like me, because I have good weeks and bad weeks, and, and yet I'm always invited to make a nest in this tree if I put myself in the place of the birds. And I thought, well, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting, and I, I find that that's useful. It helps me to ponder why the church contains everybody. And then I thought about the yeast. Now, I, I don't bake bread. I've tried a couple times, it's been a massive failure. Uh, but I do understand a little bit about yeast. Yeast is the spoiled part of the bread. And it's the chemical reaction from having the spoiled part of the bread that causes the bread to rise. And I thought to myself, that's kind of gross really when you think about it. You take something rotten and put it in something good and get something great. And I thought, well, how do those two, two things fit together? And I sat and I looked at the tree a little while longer. And I started to realize that they go together because no matter who we think we are, Jesus looks at us entirely differently. He doesn't look at us as a problematic little seed or a grackle or a crow. He looks at us at a place that he, people that need someone, need something. Now, quite often in the world, we look at that, and I explain to you what that little seed, we don't put it in the garden because we simply don't want it to be, take over our garden. But for Jesus, that extensive care that he gives us is built into it. And he takes something that's rotten, something that's all by itself not worth anything, Yeast by itself does nothing except get worse. And, and he takes that, and sometimes we feel like that, don't we? Where, where we're, not, we're, we're not worthy. We're not, this is, we're not good enough. But in Jesus, Jesus says, yes, you are. Of course you are. And look at the amazing things that you can do. And he mixes it, and we get bread which I'm not sure about you guys, but I love bread. I can't eat a lot of it anymore, but I really, fresh baked bread is incredible, isn't it? A little bit of butter or jam or whatever you like to put on it. Yeah, it's amazing. He makes us into something amazing. The world may look at us as something that can't be used for anything or something that's not good. But Jesus says to us, no, we are something that's perfect. You're like a little mustard seed. But I will throw you into good soil and I will care for you and you will become a tree. And in that tree, everyone will come, birds of all sorts, to make their nest in the branches. How wondrous is that? How marvelous is that, that we are called to that. Not the things of man, but the things of God. And when God starts to look at us and calls us, all of a sudden, the world is different.
because we're like the yeast that the woman took and put in the bread and mixed it with 50 pounds of flour. That's what they figured three measures are until it was all leavened. No matter where we go, no matter what we do, God is always with us. We may feel unworthy and we may be even looked at in the eyes of the world as something that's not worth anything. But that's not who God sees we are. Let us pray. Lord, you are the God of generous provision and we are grateful for the many ways you care for us and you provide for the needs of your people in word, water, bread, and wine. You nourish and sustain us. When we listen to you, we encounter delight and we come to you. We live most fully. Sometimes though, Lord, we find ourselves in that dry and that weary land and, and we get lost and we're unable to find a place to call home. But you come to us anyways, Lord, even when we're sad and we're weighed down and filled with regret, when we're tired or sick in body or mind or spirit, Lord. In the deserts, Lord, you provide us with manna. You give us enough food to sustain us for just one more day and enough to revive us for the long haul forward. And sometimes, Lord, we find ourselves in the rich feasts of your presence. And we celebrate that time. It's a new beginning in our lives. We have a new job or a new relationship, a new life, a new day of sobriety, or perhaps even a second chance. God, we thank you for this new blessing in our lives. We enjoy, Lord, the relief your forgiveness gives us, the freedom that your forgiveness gives us. And we have received and enjoy it most fully in you. You enlarge our hearts with your vision because our own vision of what the world would look like is so different, but you give us a new understanding. Lord, we thank you in Jesus Christ for reconciling all things in heaven and on earth. And Lord, we ask you to be patient with us. Lord, we go through many different times of our life. We have the hills and the valleys. We have the deserts and we have the times of plenty. Lord, through those times, make us patient with one another and especially with ourselves, Lord. Help us to do good work within ourselves and among us and Lord, of course, beyond us, out into our city and our world. You are, Lord, the God who gives generously. You provide all that we need and deserve our praise. And Lord, this morning we pray those things in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray this prayer. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.